Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's read our text, or I'll read the text for our sermon this morning. It's from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 28 to 31. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. This is our text. Fellow Christians, when's the last time that you had a religious discussion? with someone. Even more so, when is the last time you've had a religious discussion about hell with someone? Probably our, uh, our memories, our minds are clinging. When was that? When did I have that kind of discussion? And you might not even recall having such a discussion about hell. People don't like to talk about hell all that much. Uh, unbelievers, you know, they want to avoid that topic. Just in case it might be real, they want to avoid it. And even believers hesitate to talk about hell because, uh, you know, we know we're not going to hell. We're believers in Christ, but we hate to talk about hell and think about our friends, our relatives, who, as unbelievers, uh, are on the path to destruction. Hell's not a popular topic, uh, but we do need to talk about it on occasion. The subject of hell and its eternal punishment is something that, you know, I as a pastor and other pastors, I don't think we really like to preach about hell all that much either got to be hard for a doctor to tell his uh, patient who's got a terminal illness that they're going to die, and it won't be very long before they die. Well, it's hard times for a pastor to tell someone you're going to die eternally because you don't believe in Jesus as your Savior. But that needs to be pointed out. And it doesn't need to be pointed out just to other people, but we at times have to be reminded, hell is real. It's important that we remember that. Don't push hell off to the side and think there's no danger in drifting away from the Lord. There's no danger in following a particular sin and not asked to be forgiven for that sin. 
Well, is real, and since it's real, we need to take precautions so that we and others avoid spending eternity there. It's especially important for us to teach it in our time because there seems to be more and more the opinion that, yeah, there's no such place as hell. It's all made up just to scare people. It is truly scary more scary than any haunted house you might go into during the Halloween season. Scary to think that there's a place where pain and problems and agony, the worst suffering goes on and goes on for eternity. It's often uh, people who claim to be Christians that even sort of deny hell's existence. Even leaders in some church bodies that are called Christians will say they're not real sure there's such a place as hell. A lot of people think hell is on earth, but it's not going to begin to talk about the problems of earth when you're in hell. Now, if godless unbelievers deny that there's a hell, we can understand that. When someone like Thomas Jefferson said that a God who would condemn people to hell would be a monster and not a God, uh, that hardly surprises us since he was really a deist and not a Christian. When uh, a founder of the Unitarian church said, in effect, that a God who would punish people eternally is a God sensible people uh, could not believe in, if they wanted to. And if they don't want to, or excuse me, and if they wanted to, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. Again, that doesn't surprise us. The Unitarian church is not a Christian church. When the Jehovah Witnesses deny the existence of hell or when the Mormons say that hell is just a temporary time of punishment, doesn't surprise us. Those church bodies are not Christian either. But what ought to surprise us is that the doctrine of eternal punishment is denied by people who claim to be Christians and even by people who insist that they do believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God. Up until recent times, practically all Christians, Lutheran, Protestant, Catholic, well, they all believed that there was a place called hell, and it was real. But this has changed today. Many so-called Christians find it difficult to believe in everlasting punishment because they say that God is good and kind and loving. And that kind of God would never punish even the worst of sinners forever. Many of them claim that there is a hell, but that this suffering is... uh, only temporary, it will come to an end. Or they believe that the unbelievers uh, just won't exist anymore. 
They're not going to go to hell. They'll just cease to, to be around. But the Bible teaches very clearly that hell is real. And that its punishment is not temporary. It's eternal. Our text, for example, indicates very clearly that God will punish sin. And it says, Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them and who has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. The writer of the Hebrews here refers to the Old Testament law that said that murderers should be put to death if two or three witnesses could be found to this act of murder. If only one witness could be found, the murderer wasn't killed. But our text goes on to say that those who reject the Lord Jesus will be punished with a worse punishment than death. But if death simply means going out of existence, then nothing worse could possibly happen. And then our text would be wrong. The Bible leaves us in no doubt about, about what this worse punishment is. Already in the Old Testament, Isaiah said that those who reject God will be loathsome to all and that their worm will not die, nor will their fire be quenched. And Jesus emphasizes the idea from Isaiah when he said that if one's hand, foot, or eye causes them to sin, it would be better to get rid of them than to be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And in the story of the last judgment, Jesus also says that unbelievers will go into everlasting punishment. And the book of Jude speaks of the punishment of eternal fire. And many other references in Scripture make it very clear. Yes, hell is real. It's important to know this because this doctrine helps us to realize what a terrible thing it is to sin against God. Terrible thing that results in an eternal life of punishment, pain and agony beyond what we were ever going to experience on earth. Many people who know that they do things that are wrong, they're not troubled by that because uh, nobody knows they're doing it. They don't get caught. There's no shame. There's no disgrace. Um, they go through this lifetime not 
really having their sinful path uh, made known to others. And if they are caught doing something wrong, then they might feel bad because of the disgrace or fine or prison term. But even that sorrow can disappear after restitution is made or time has passed. However, if sin is something that God uh, happens, or if sin is something that can be wiped off the books by a few years of disgrace or a few thousand dollars of fines or uh, a few years in prison, then sin would not be as bad as the Bible says it is. But if sin brings everlasting punishment from God, if it brings eternal suffering, then it is obviously something that we can't afford to ignore or dismiss. To remind us that even if the government can't convict us, or others aren't aware of our sins, that we're not going to escape from God's knowledge. He knows. And as our text says, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's important for us to emphasize this because it will help us then appreciate what a marvelous, glorious, and comforting thing it is to know that we have an escape from hell. We have a Savior who makes that escape possible. Our text speaks of the blood of Jesus that sanctified us. We all know that this is the blood that Jesus shed on the cross to cleanse us from all sin. Jesus, by his holy life, kept the commandments for us. By his death, he paid the wages of sin for us. By being forsaken by God on the cross, he suffered the punishment of hell for us. We have probably heard this. I would think every Sunday from this pulpit, we've heard that message over and over again, how much Jesus has done for us, how heaven is our home, not hell. We can tend to uh, sort of take that for granted. Not think all that much about uh, the love and mercy and kindness of God in forgiving us our sins, giving us eternal life, closing that door of heaven, uh, that door of hell, so we don't enter, and opening the door of heaven for us. The doctrine of eternal punishment, that's a terrifying thing. It disturbs many to know that hell is real, but if it can make them realize how important it is to come to the Lord Jesus, it can help them find the greatest joy that the human heart can ever know. This joy that comes from knowing that through the Lord Jesus Christ we have been redeemed from everlasting death, that through him we have been forgiven, we have life, 
we have salvation. It's therefore important to emphasize that fact that hell is real. Not only to defend Christians from being misled by those who deny hell's existence, not only because Bible clearly teaches that hell is real, and not only because it will help all to understand the seriousness of sin, but especially it needs to be focused on at times because it will help us appreciate so much more what the cross of Christ ought to mean to us. May we not hesitate to talk about religion and, yes, even talk about hell. In order to avoid hell, we and others need to know that it is real and that it took our Savior's life, death, and resurrection to lead us from it to heaven. Yes, hell is real, but take comfort in the fact that Heaven is also real, and that is where we'll spend eternity and hopefully help lead others to that eternity by our Savior's side. Amen. Please rise. Peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.